All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Reclaimed American Podcast. This is episode 40, and on the on the show with us today is Robbie Lewis. And um, how you doing, Robbie? Good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> not bad. Not bad. Uh, like we were talking about off off camera. Yeah, off camera. You know, it's been a morning for me so far. It's yeah. been a, even more of a morning for my wife at the, this point than... Let's just say she had a shitty morning. I'm just going to leave it at that. And then, then contractions started. So it, uh, it, it's been something around here. And she just recently woke up, made her breakfast, and now I'm hopping on, on the line with you here on Christmas Eve. So I appreciate the hell out of you taking time out of your day to be on the, be on the mic with us. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. So where are you at right now? Uh, we're about an hour north of Herbert Field in Northwest Florida. Oh, okay. Um, so, so the 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 Redneck Riviera up here in the Panhandle of Florida. So nice. Now I thought you're I saw... you're, you're, you're 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 a Navy guy, so we're about a we're about an hour. Crazy kids, just wait. Your time's coming. Oh yes. <laughs> we're about an hour northwest of Pensacola NAS. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, when when I was in, I got stationed in Mim or Millington, Tennessee for my A school, which okay. shortly after I went through um, my my AT A school there, which is for aviation electronics tech. Yeah, they shut that school down and moved it to Pensacola. So I, I probably missed that by s somewhere in the six month to a year range. And I could have been there in Pensacola, but no, they, they sent me to Tennessee. I'll I, I tell you what, man, you come down here, you know, I was born and raised, bounced around all over the world. And there's nowhere like Holmes. We're, we're glad to be back, been back now, but I'm sure we'll get into all that later. Gotcha. And where were you born and raised? It kind of cut out on us there. Oh, I, uh, up here north of Pensacola and everything. North, north of Naval Air Station, Whiting Field, out in the boonies. Gotcha. Yeah, I was born in Sarasota, lived okay. in Florida until probably about nine, ten years old. Then we moved to Texas, and I've oh. been here ever since, except for when I went into the Navy. So, yeah, uh, I went back and visited my grandparents once. They lived, they uh, ran a trailer park on Lake Okeechobee, and man, the humidity damn near killed me. Yeah, um, at right. that time, I was living in just outside of San Antonio. And it's insanely dry in the San Antonio area. And, uh, yeah, going going to Florida, going to Lake Okeechobee, the bugs, I mean, there must have been a, an inch of bugs on my windshield. Oh, and yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, just the humidity, I wasn't used to it at all. Um, now, living in Houston, it's not so bad. I'm, I've acclimated to humid uh, <laughs> environments. But, man, that day I did, or that, I did it for a week. Um Left on like a Friday and came back on a sat Saturday or Sunday, but I drove there to visit my grandparents. And man, it like I said, that humidity killed me. Yeah, but it's it, 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 it's rough. It takes some getting used to. That it That's does. So to kick this thing off, we're gonna start with the Baby T Chronicles. And as I'd mentioned to you, this is where I I talk about how we're doing in our baby process. Right now we're at 37 weeks. We just had our 37 week um, doc visit yesterday. She said, everything looks good. Right now my wife is still, she was one centimeter on the 36 week um, appointment. 
She's still one centimeter, but the doc said if when we go in on January 2nd, if she hasn't had the baby yet, they're going to induce the next week because my wife is 40 and that's considered a high risk pregnancy. So they don't like to let 40 year olds hit the 40 mark. They'd rather it come out at 39. And uh, so that's where, that's where we're at. We're looking at if it doesn't, if she doesn't come out this week or sometime next week, then on the week of January 6th, sometime in that frame, that's when we're having our baby. So we're, we're excited. I mean, yesterday you, it kind of hit us. <laughs> you, you said she, right? Yes. We're having a baby girl. Oh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what everyone has said. I'm like, damn, I'm screwed. Yeah. But um, no, we're looking forward to it. And last night as we're sitting here on the couch and watching TV, we're, we're talking and it, it's like hitting us. You know, my wife was just ear to ear grin and I, I'm scared. I'm excited, but I'm looking forward to what's coming up. Um, now this morning, my wife got a good taste of what those contractions feel like. And she's now scared of what's coming up. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, she had a, a spell of contractions that just, you know, laid her out on the couch. She didn't want to move, you know, and I'm trying to convince her, no, you got to, got to get up, got to, you know, maybe lean over the couch. Cause she says it feels like the baby's like stuck in her pelvis, you know, I'm like, all right, well, you need to get up, move around, maybe lean over the couch, let gravity shift her forward or something, you know, and that did help a little bit actually. But um, then she finally was able to go lay back down in the bedroom because it that just wiped her out. She's like, I'm tired. I just want to go to sleep. And so I was like, all right, well, go lay down in the bedroom. Close your eyes. Don't take your phone. Just just lay there. See if it'll happen. And sure enough, like 20 minutes later, I hear her sawing logs. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, cool. She's asleep. Now I can go and start doing shit around the house. I had to work on the car this morning. But... Um, Anyway, so as far as baby T, everything's good. We have a, a, a rough idea as to when she's going to be born now, if she doesn't come out before then. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife all morning was like, I just don't want a Christmas baby. No Christmas baby, please. I'm like, hey, whenever God wants us to have this baby, I, I, I'm game. She's like, I know, I know. I shouldn't say that, but I just don't want it on Christmas, you know, because Christmas you want to have that. You just don't want a kid born on Christmas, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so you've got kids. How many do you have? I've got three. I've got a 15 year old, and a 14 year old, which are both about to be 16 and 15. Mm -hmm. And then we've got a, a 10 year old little girl. So by far, the little girl is the scariest. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, God. Is it a mix of the um, tea parties and makeup, or is it? No, no. She's she's all tomboy. She is. She gives it just as good as she gets it, boy. I mean, she's terrifying. Gotcha. Terrifying. She'll throw dukes just as quick as any boy in the neighborhood will. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I've often told my wife, you know what? As soon as she starts going to school, I'm getting the shotguns ready. You know, I, I'm going to be like that, that dad, when I tell myself, I'm going to be that dad where the first time she brings a boy home, I'm going to be sitting there either sharpening knives or cleaning the guns, one or the other. Yeah. But, um, that's what yeah, I, I say. I, I, I actually have a plan. So we were right here next to Eglin Air Force Base and I used to hog hunt in high school down here. 
Mm-hmm. So I actually plan on like field dressing a wild feral boar in the driveway whenever the first one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm not half assing this thing. I'm going full tilt with it. That would be badass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's basically baby T chronicles. Um, just a quick update, you know, and now we're going to move into who is Robbie Lewis. So if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, so there's, yeah more water yeah there's there's not a lot to tell but there's kind of a lot to tell um i personally don't think it's been anything like significant or cool but other people are always asking me about everything so i don't know i guess it's kind of that military mindset where we just think it's a job other people tend to think that it's i don't know interesting so uh like i said i was born and raised here in northwest florida um on a horse farm of all places, believe it or not, out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I joined the military, the Marine Corps first and delayed entry. And I got met my wife, who's my high school sweetheart. And I realized, hey, the Marine Corps is probably not the best idea because I actually want to see my wife. Right. So um, I swapped over to the Air Force and I came in as a weapons loader um, January of 03. And then uh, I shipped out shortly after we got married. We had been married maybe a month. No, not even a month. We got married December 9th. I shipped out January of 03. And uh, so December of 02, we got married. January of 03, I shipped out. Took off to basic, did all that. Um, went to tech school at Shepard Air Force Base in Wichita Falls, Texas. Mm-hmm. Then my wife, because my tech school was so long, I was a weapons loader on B-52s. My wife actually got to move over there with me. So, yeah, lots of lots of weird stories from 19-year-olds who know how to, like, run up, like, living by yourself in Wichita Falls. But um, life lessons, yeah. So one day I get orders in tech school, right? Like, hey, this is your base you're going to. So I'm in B-52 weapons loading class, and everybody's like, oh, I'm going to Kleinbrogel and Buschel and Getty and all these awesome bases in Europe. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Lewis, why not? I'm like, oh, that's got to be Scandinavia. And he's like, close. <laughs> You're going to North Dakota. Shit. Damn. Shit. <laughs> so I went home and I told my wife and she cried for like a week. Okay. And then uh, we, we went by Florida, grabbed our stuff, and we headed up to North Dakota. Um, saw snow before. Obviously, I'm a native Floridian. I grew up in peanut and cotton fields and horses and everything else. Like, never saw snow. So we get up there and there's three feet of snow on the ground and it's like September. <laughs> so, yeah. So we, we spend six years up there. Um, and then I kind of started dropping my wife off and just leaving. So uh, I, know I got orders to Korea to go to Kunsan. Hmm. Um, so my follow-on base was South Carolina. My wife didn't want to stay in Minot no more. She's tired of the cold. Right. So we head down to South Carolina. I drop her off, and I'm like, hey, I've got to go to school. See ya. So I had to go to a transition school to go from B-52s to F-16. Okay. So I, I, I drop her off. I'm like, Sumter, it's a shithole. <laughs> so Walmart's that way. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I, uh, I go to school, then I head to Korea, and then I come back, and I get back to Shaw, and I'm like, man, there's 
there's a lot of airplanes on this base. This base is busy. Like you said, you were a, a, a avionics guy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, y'all were all pointy heads in, in, in the specs on the flight line for F-16s. So there's 75 airplanes on this flight line and it's massive and people are jobbing all the time and everybody's dirty and sweaty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I've had enough of this. Like, I'm all about getting my hands dirty, like recreation, but I don't want to do this shit for a living. So a couple of buddies of me sit down in the office and we're looking at the reenlistment bonus, like air fills that are coming. And we're like, oh, look at this one. This has got a big one. Sensor operator. I'm going to go do that. So I get back from Korea and we're looking at this list and I decide I'm going to cross train. Mm-hmm. So I go to be a MQ sensor operator. Um, whenever they first opened the career field up, it was a really new career field and they were looking for people to man it. So I put in my application and everything. Um, I got accepted and I went to school. Yeah, I went to school and I came back, grabbed my wife and we moved to Missouri. Um, Missouri is kind of like in the middle of my job. It's not negative 40 outside, (laughs) but it, it wasn't that bad. It was a good place. Right on. So now you said you're, you went in for what kind of sensor work? Uh, MQ one predator sensor operator. So I was, I sat next to the pilot in a little shipping container. Oh, wow. Um, and we flew missions overseas. So I've got 2,700 combat support hours over basically every country in the middle East. Wow. So to me, that sounds pretty cool. I didn't get to do any of that shit. (laughs) Yeah, no. And, and, and that was the best worst job I ever had. Right. So when your days are great and you're making an impact overseas, Mm -hmm. everything's awesome. But anybody that's deployed knows that it can take a shit real quick. Um, and, and some of the situations that we saw, man, like it was just not a good day for, the guys on the ground, which made it a bad day for us because we felt helpless. Right. So we, uh, you'll appreciate this being a Navy guy. We did a lot for uh third battalion, eighth Marines mm-hmm. in Helmand province whenever they were clear and all that. Um, I did a lot of high value target hunting for, uh, agent people. Let's just go with people. There you go. Let's just go with data master. So, <laughs> Did a lot of HVI, HVT hunting, um, and then ISIS kicked off. Um, so I got up there and I, I got up to Missouri and I dropped. Them and I was like, "Hey, this is base house, and the commissary is that way." Okay. And then I bounced out to California for like six months, and I came back, and we were standing up this squadron. So after your initial qualification training, you have to go through mission qualification training. So after all, with you're actually good to go. You're clear to fly. So then fly, right? I'm right. a sensor operator. I'm sitting in a shipping container in the Midwest <laughs> operating at MQ-1 in Afghanistan. So, um, yeah, so I did that for from 2011 to 2016. So five, a little over five years. Um, and uh, my grandfather-in-law passed away. and I love the, love the sense 
greater job. I love being active duty, but it was stressful. It was stressful as hell, man. Um, and, and I'm not that guy to like, oh, make a bad situation worse. Or like, I'm, I'm pretty laid back and easy going. Whenever I'm stressed, like people beside me are like, hairs on fire, like freaking out, mm-hmm. right? Gotcha. So, and, and anyway, my, uh, my father or my grandfather-in-law dies. And we come down for his funeral. And I'm holding my, uh, see, he was 12 at the time, my youngest son. I'm holding him in a closet and he's crying. He's losing it. Like, dude, I, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. We're moving back home. Mm-hmm. So we got back and I, I knew we were leaving active duty. So at 14 and a half, almost 50 years, we pulled chalks excuse me, and left active duty, which was an absolutely insane move, right? Like nobody does that. Right. You're, you're six years from retirement, dumb, dumb. So <laughs> I joined the reserves. Um, and so I'm down here at Duke Field now, right next to 7th Special Forces Group, who just lost the, uh, another Green Beret in Afghanistan. Um, and I'm a first sergeant now for a, a non-standard aviation squadron. So they fly civilian painted airplanes and travel in civilian clothes and just move people places. So I'm the first sergeant for that squadron, and I uh, I work with a smaller drone program for uh, SOCOM at, on order. So I'm still chasing my retirement, um, and started Rustic America Trading Company a couple of years ago, and we've uh, we're trying to go all in on this business. So probably left you with a lot of questions. <laughs> so. So information, talk, I just wanted to put it all out there so you can kind of pick. There you go. Oh, go ahead. All right. So you had said you're still chasing that retirement. So how much longer do you have until you can do that? Uh, half years. You said three and a half? Yeah, three and a half years. Okay. And uh, I, I'm guessing you've got a calendar marked and you've got a big circle on that day, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually made those little paper rings like you used to do in kindergarten for Christmas. Yeah. And they're just like going up and down the street. Yeah. So every morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, all right, but yeah, yeah, it, down. Yeah, yeah the, the, definitely counting the days, man. Right on. So you had mentioned Rustic American Trading Company. Is yeah. that is that what you, uh, your, your woodworking endeavor? Yeah, yeah. So we are veteran owned, obviously, that's me. Mm-hmm. And a family operated, um, we make handmade rustic and farmhouse decor, furniture, handmade ceramics. This sweet little cup I'm drinking out of, it actually looks like bricks. Yeah. Uh, my wife and mother-in-law make those. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. We make uh, like yard Yahtzee, believe it or not. This is biggest sellers. So that is a, that's fucking cool. I like that. Yeah. We, <laughs> We do all kinds of stuff, man. Um, but we, the, the goal is to have, to actually employ my family. And I know everybody says the only ship that won't sell is a partnership and don't hire family and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never been one for the whole stereotype thing. So I want to make my own decision. And uh, my father-in-law is a trim carpenter. So hopefully this year, so I, I basically took 2019 off and finished my bachelor's degree. Um, okay. Absolutely 
wore myself out on school. But an entire bachelor's degree in about nine months. Wow. So I really neglected the business. Yeah. Yeah. I neglected every wife, kids, business, everything. Mm -hmm. But we're looking at 2020 and we've got a lot of great ideas. And my father-in-law, he's actually wanting to come to work for the business. So I think he'll probably end up being our first employee. Um, and, and we're trying to take out a, a, a run a similar business to like uh, Jamie and Kurt Bollish that run Bollish Woodworks. Um, they do really, really awesome stuff. And they actually just closed on their first storefront. Mm -hmm. um, and we're looking at doing something similar. We eventually want to crank out, you know, these products to fund the business, to open a storefront, to teach classes and help guys with PTSD. Cause that's how I like, before I started all this, I was just like a hillbilly with power tools, right? Right. <laughs> I, I, I had beer and YouTube and a skill saw. I'm lucky I still got all my fingers. But <laughs> I, I, I had a hard time with uh, a lot of the stuff that was happening overseas that I was watching, participating in on a daily basis. Because mm -hmm. it's kind of a, it's a weird situation to be involved in like a kinetic situation and then you know, two hours later, go home and eat dinner with your wife and kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of turned to woodworking as like a therapy type thing. So that's what we're hoping to perpetuate with this business. We want to open a storefront, um, offer classes to PTSD veteran or veterans with PTSD mm -hmm. and, and really reach out and be a part of the community that I grew up in. So That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I like to think so. So you've start, uh, how long have you been doing that part or doing the woodworking? Uh, so we, we officially filed everything in 2017. We okay. became a business. Um, it's been kind of hit or miss because I've had to work so much being a, being a reservist is it, it, hit or miss with orders and all that kind of stuff. But I got on a constant stream of orders. Um, I'm in a pretty high demand job right now so they're not going to let me go anywhere i don't think mm -hmm. so i have to have a civilian job and a military job and the business so now i have the military and the business and then i work my wife and kids in whenever i can but that's pretty <laughs> but, cool. um yeah so 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 2020 we're really looking at, at hitting the ground running um we got a couple of new products and stuff that we're working on We've actually got like our version of uh, cornhole. It's called Hillbilly Ski Ball coming out. <laughs> right on. So, so we, we, we've got some really great ideas. It's just a matter of having time and funding right. to make those ideas happen. Um, we're bootstrapping everything. We don't have any business loans or anything like that. So mm -hmm. whatever goes into the business or like whatever we bring into the business, we turn around and put it right back into the business. Right on. And, yeah so here's a question um how can people find you like do you, are you selling any of this online or are you just selling it uh through so, word of mouth so i'm not a smart technology-based person it took me 20 minutes to set up this video <laughs> chat gotcha <laughs> I, I regardless of being in one of the most technologically advanced career for states air force has to offer i'm not a smart person <laughs> i work with wood i drink beer and I love my family. That's about as far as my skill set goes. But we created, I, I created with the help of 
Beer and YouTube mm-hmm. uh, online Shopify store. So we've actually got that going. We've got the domain name. I just, believe it or not, went through and reworked a lot of it. Um, so we've got a Facebook page. We've got RusticAmericaTradingCompany.com mm-hmm. or it's TradingCo.com. Um, we've got a Facebook page that I've been neglecting again, but again, that's picking up. So you can just Google Rustic American Trading Co. and something will pop up. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> right on. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, so you've got, you said the website is rusticamericantradingco.com? Yep. Mm. Yep. All right. .com. And from the website, can people find your Facebook and everything else? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can find it all right there. You can find us on Facebook. We've got... Uh, close to like a thousand likes on Facebook right now, like a thousand people following the page. So, right on. Yeah, it's it's you, you you can just search Rustic American Trading Co on Facebook too, and it'll it'll be there. Cool. Well, I will definitely be checking that out because yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm super curious about your yard Yahtzee. That sounds like a blast. Oh man, yeah, that's that uh, that's a big seller. And then uh, so one other thing, so you're in Drinking Bros business, right? Yes. So yeah. So Scott Johnson, he's a graphic designer for Awesome Shit My Drill Sergeant says. Ah, okay. He, he actually lives down the road. So he actually did this design. Let me see if I can get it on camera. <laughs> right on. It's like a wood plank Florida flag. So we're actually doing that. Um, so as we sell shirts, I buy more designs from him. And we're actually going to get all 50 states done. And that rustic kind of, kind of look. So right. this is actually the first one. So <laughs> oh, sweet. Well, good choice of shirt to wear for the day. Um, Strategery, my friend. Strategery. There you go. Now, if someone wanted some kind of custom job, do you do custom work as well? Uh, yeah. Um, Just kind of depends we, on what. <laughs> yeah, if, if somebody in California wants a farmhouse dining room table, well the probably be better off to find somebody in California to build it for them. Right. Because it would cost me an arm and a leg to ship it to you. But yeah, we, we, we have built, um, let's see, I built a dog kennel computer desk, which was actually pretty neat. It actually has two large dog kennels on the end. Mm-hmm. It's like a nine foot long computer desk. I custom built for somebody. Huh. Um, we've done a couple dining room tables and stuff. Um, and, and, and we'll deliver if you're within like six hours of the Pensacola, Florida area. Like, oh shit. I'll, I'll pretend like I'm Amazon and I'll load up the truck and <laughs> drop it out of your house. But um, yeah, so, so larger stuff like that, it's a little more difficult, especially for a small business. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can build, I like to think I can build just about anything. That's cool. God, I, I know what you're talking about on shipping though. Um, I also try to sell stuff on um, eBay and I had this, I don't remember where the hell I got it from, but it it was called a well-dressed butler monkey with candlestick holders. What the hell are you Googling? That, like I said, my wife and I, we used to go to auctions all the time and I think it was an item that was in one of the box lots that they were selling, but it was this bronze monkey statue that it, the monkey was dressed up like a butler and he's holding his arms up like this and it was candle holders 
And so I, it's been sitting in a box somewhere for years. Finally, I pull it out and I'm like, all right, well, let's see if I can sell it. Cause I don't need it. I don't want it. And I w I'm trying to get into the whole eBay selling for random shit. And then I've got an Etsy account for the wood stuff that I do. But, um, so I sold this thing. I'm like, all right, awesome. It sold. I had it listed at, I think it sold for like 11 bucks. And I think I had 15 or $20 on shipping. I got fucked on that deal. Oh, yeah. Um, because one, that thing was weighed about nine pounds, but because of its size, the box it had to be packed in was a dimensional weight. Uh, so altogether, it cost me $33 to ship it, $10 in packing materials to package it. And I, I was like, you know what? I screwed myself on this one, but hey, somebody's getting a monkey butler and I don't have it anymore. <laughs> called a, that's called a stupid tax. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I, 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 I did that earlier this year. I, uh, the state of Florida makes you pay to say, hey, I'm still a business. Oh, God. So, I forgot to do that. And the, the due date was like on a random Tuesday, like the 12th or something. It mm -hmm. wasn't like the 1st or 15th or 31st. Right. So I was like, I, I looked at the month and I'm like, I got plenty of time. No nope. time came and went. So I ended up having to pay $500 instead of $180. Oh, Let's tell them that, yes, we still have a business. <laughs> Damn. Now, was yeah. it one of those they sent you a nasty gram or somebody call you for like a week straight? Uh, no, it was just an email saying, hey, your business is about to be shut down. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. I, I've been there with that one too. Um, I used to have a renovation handyman kind of deal going. Yeah. And um, yeah, there was a, when I stopped doing it, I forgot to tell the state that I stopped doing it. And so they still expected me to file my paperwork like I was supposed to. Yeah. And yeah, I think I ended up getting screwed by like, I don't know, three, $600, something like that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I can't believe I did that. But, yeah. yeah. Stupid yeah, tax. Stupid tax. Those are painful lessons uh, for sure. Yeah. But, but they're effective. <laughs> yeah. But they anyhow. Effective. All right. Well, you got anything else you want to share with us or? Uh, no, man. I, I, I looked up your uh, Reclaimed America, right? Uh, reclaimed American. Yep. Yep. That's an awesome name. Awesome. I, I really like that. So, um, yeah, I'm fixing to go through and binge listen to all your podcasts and, and, and check everything out. I probably should have done that beforehand. Like I said, I'm not a smart person, so I gave it <laughs> <a disclaimer. laughs> Well, I will tell you this. The show has gone through a few different versions of itself. When yeah. I first started, my idea was I'm going to do a podcast on how to do things that your dad would tell you how to do over the phone kind of concept, yeah. which rapidly turned into that didn't work for shit. But like my first four or five episodes, uh, I did one on how to install a shower head. I did another one on how to change a light in your ceiling, like a ceiling light. Yeah. And that was the last one I did because as I was doing that project, I did it in my laundry room, and um, when I pulled the old light fixture out, turns out the wiring was dry rotted and cracking. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that, that sucks. So as I'm trying to stick my hand through a hole this big, oh, yeah. I end up breaking part of the sheetrock out. So <laughs> I, I go from, all right, should be a simple five-minute or less job to, 
crap. Now I have to cut a hole in the sheetrock, replace that, <laughs> retexture. Uh, I still haven't painted it, but that's all right. It, it's in laundry room. Who cares? But <laughs> so I've got, I had to uh, do, once I got the hole cut, then um, I was able to remove one of the staples holding the wire to the, to the two by six, found a spot where the wire was good. So cut it, stripped it back, made a new connection, put the sheetrock in, put a box, put the texture, and then finally put the light. That took like three or four episodes <laughs> to do all that. But then I started realizing, you know what? I really don't like the direction that was going. So then I, I changed up to kind of giving general knowledge, hints, tips, tricks, whatever the hell. Didn't care for that either. Then I started doing interviews. Yeah. Loved the interview format, so that's why I'm still sticking with it. Um, but now here I am. I went from interviewing pretty much just any kind of veteran doing kind of cool stuff, whatever, to now I'm looking for guys that are doing things that, one, help them with any PTSD issues they're having, but also they're doing something creative. Um, the last guy I interviewed, um, Mike, he is kind of a gearhead, but he also has a nonprofit called Heroes to Hard Hats, where he's trying to find people coming out of the military or underemployed uh, veterans jobs in construction industry. Yeah. So, and I didn't even know about Heroes to Hard Hats until we started doing the interview. And then he's like, oh, by the way, can I tell you about my nonprofit? And I'm like, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so found out about that. Now I've got you as a woodworker. You're the second person in this new process that I'm doing. And yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the way this is going so far. So I would say you can ignore the first four or five episodes and then just start <laughs> from that point and go forward. <laughs> well, I, I, I'll tell you what, man. I, uh, I, I unpacked a lot of information and threw it at you. Mm -hmm. So I, first real podcast that I've actually done, greatly enjoyed it. Awesome. So if you ever want to have me on again, just let me know. Um, obviously, I, I, I'll be down for it. Cool. And uh, I'll throw in a 10% uh, uh, off uh, coupon code for all your listeners. All right, cool. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll just make it reclaimed. Okay. So, so, if, someone, so if someone go goes ahead. to your website and orders something, if they just enter code reclaimed, then they get 10% off. Yep. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, the first discount code that you can get by listening <laughs> to the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, well, I appreciate the hell out of that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. so what I will do is I will get all this stuff put into the show notes. And, um, I, as I have time, I will also push this out on social media and, uh, <laughs> get, get the Facebook going, Instagram and all that. Um, you will be able to find this on YouTube. Hence the reason we're doing the video here. And uh, as, as, as always, everyone listening can always listen to us on any podcast player that's out there. Um, I haven't found one yet that I'm not on, but that doesn't mean that I'm not somewhere. And I know <laughs> iTunes, for some reason, sometimes is delayed. At, yeah. um, no, not iTunes, sorry. Um, iHeartRadio, for some reason, has been anywhere from three to five episodes behind. But, meh. It is what it is. At least it's out there. Yeah, man. But, awesome. well, hey, uh, Robbie, I appreciate you being on with us. Uh, I appreciate you taking time on Christmas Eve of all days. Absolutely, buddy. 
And uh, I will definitely look forward to getting you back on, um, especially whenever you're ready to tell what some of the new products you might be coming out with are. Or yeah. um, I'd be, like I said, I'd love to get you back on and uh, share your story again. Yeah, absolutely. If you got any follow-up questions, man, we can make a whole other episode. There you go. Let me know. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it, brother. You have yourself a wonderful Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, bud. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.